on a western bay And it serves a hundred ships a day Lonely sailors All right, welcome back to the Pretty Good People podcast. Today I have an old friend of mine, uh, Zach Duguid. Zach Duguid is an entrepreneur and he is currently in school at North Carolina State University. Uh, Zach, why don't you go ahead and start by kind of introducing yourself, telling us a little about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so like you said, Zach Duguid, I've known Sean for a long, long time, way, way back in the high school days early on. Um, I've always been a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit done. Uh, I had my own landscaping business in high school and it wasn't like your normal, what everybody has kind of landscaping business, just mowing lawns. I was doing, you know, um, installations in terms of like floral stuff, uh, mulch, gutter guards, gutters, the whole nine. I was really in it. Uh, so doing stuff like that. And then now I'm at North Carolina State. I started at Wake Tech, did the uh, the come up from community college, made it through that black hole called community college, uh, actually got my associate's degree and then did transfer to state. I'm there now um, working on getting my degree in business administration with a concentration in finance right now. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, that's uh, the school to do everything at North Carolina is North Carolina State University. They have an excellent program for that field. Um, so <laughs> take me back to just kind of growing up. What was that like? How was your uh, childhood? Did you have any like major events that happened that kind of persuaded you to go this route, or what was your childhood it's, like? So I've kind of I've always had like really strong um, mentor influence in my life uh, through like a lot of the strong strong like male role models in my life my grandfather had a really successful construction company. And so like I grew up seeing that be successful and seeing what it was like to be an entrepreneur and the stressors involved with that. And then my dad also owned like several companies. He never like got him to the huge big aspect, but still that like hustle has always been in him and he's always doing hustles. And that like really resonated with me. And I've always had that kind of like, you know, work hard spirit. And so side hustles really, attracted to me and then I always I've always enjoyed kind of creating my own schedule and working for myself and going after it so that's kind of probably where it really comes from is just kind of the, the go get after it spirit of um of trying to find where you can get a market and uh you know either provide a service or a product for people and it's really more in like the, the helping people get a need I, I don't want to do something for just for nothing and like where it's a useless service or a useless product I want it to like you know, mean something, even if it's as simple as power washing someone's house, like that's a, is providing a meaningful service. And you know, that feels good. That, that kind of just, you know, completing a task is, is cool. Nice. Yeah. Would you, now, would you say that your dad mm-hmm. and your grandfather were your biggest mentors and your biggest inspirations growing up? I would say growing up, probably so. Um, grandfather, definitely. Cause He's just done really, really well for himself. So he was definitely like a good, uh, like light to kind of shine me through and and like see where I needed to go. And I could learn from his past mistakes or kind of since he's old school, I could see where like some of the ways that he would have done stuff don't really fit in today's world. And so it was kind of cool, like, you know, at least as that mental exercise for myself, seeing what he was doing, 
then, which was really successful and like where that wouldn't really work out these days and where it still would. But like, there's, I feel like having, you can never have enough mentors, essentially. You can always find mentorship or, or wise words in anyone. Like, for example, like your dad, I would consider one too. He's a um, successful entrepreneur. And uh, so I always, you know, try to listen to him if he's mentioning something about that. And I, I take on to that. And then anybody I've ever worked for before, I always, you know, listen to because they know something that I don't regardless. So you can never, basically the way I look at it is you can never not take in enough information. Yeah, that makes sense. definitely. It's certainly all about who you surround yourself with. And the more mentors you have that can, you can kind of learn and gain knowledge off of their past and <clears throat> their experiences definitely will help right. you grow majorly. Um, 100%. Like whether you use it or not, it's still like good to know. Um, oh yeah. That that's 100%. like something that, I mean, you can like base it off your own situation on whether it makes sense or not, but it's definitely more tools in the tool belt is the way I like to see it. Yeah. That's a good saying. Uh, going back to your grandfather, is there, a certain piece of advice or a certain thing that really stuck with you other than his business that kind of made him your mentor. Like this is, this guy knows it all. Um, I don't know if there was anything like super particular. It may have been more of just like his persona in general and the way that he carries himself that you can just kind of like, if you ever talk to someone that is like a successful entrepreneur, they just kind of carry themselves in a different way. And, and it's just like, I really feed on that energy. That's just like a good energy to have. And I want to have that for myself. There's someone that's really just out there doing it. And, uh, and they're out there. It's just, you know, it just is really cool. And um, I would say that's kind of what really more what I fed off. I don't know if there was any particular thing he ever said. He's always, he's a big believer on like going to college, getting that four-year degree, and then like getting a job. And then like working your way and then like after you've built that crap, start a business from there. And I don't know if I, I don't see it that way personally, but I take aspects of that I think are important. And then other stuff that he says are like his, the way he invests money and the way that uh, he allocates money for different things. Definitely took a lot of that information and put it to heart. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like a fantastic guy. I think I've met him once or twice before. Um, but you said that he had like going to school was high on his list. Is that mm -hmm. a, a big persuader to why you went to college? Uh, it definitely is the essentially reason I'm in school still. Um, like if it was up to me, I, I probably would have stopped after Wake Tech just because of like where I am in life currently and where I'm uh, willing to risk. Um, you know, kind of doing stuff on my own, whether it be, you know, a side hustle from flipping couches or starting a power washing company or doing an online business, I'd, I would be down really more to just, I feel like you learn more doing it, like actually getting in there and doing it, whether than reading about it and hearing about failures and stuff like that. I definitely can appreciate where you get the knowledge from school and stuff like that. But uh, I definitely think you, you get a lot more long-term growth and knowledge from actually like getting out there and trying it and failing like the failure is key like you're gonna fail a couple times you're not gonna nail it first try the first thing you try is gonna be successful it's just trial and error and then you keep doing stuff until it sticks it's it's that old saying i'm pretty sure isn't it uh 
NC State saying that's just think and do. There's a certain yeah. percentage that you have to yeah, think, and then there's a certain percentage that you get from doing. And you yeah, know, exactly. You, they both kind of are go hand in hand, and yeah, definitely the do is just as important as the think. But for to- sure, <clears throat> definitely would not suggest going into anything blindly and just like doing it. Definitely the think and the planning aspect is 100% important. But like the think and do is definitely a very good saying and. It's one to live by for sure. Yeah, definitely. So at NC State, what is your major and kind of where are you at right now at NC State? Yeah, so my major is business administration and then my concentration is finance. So it's like ins and outs of money. And uh, I think I only have like 20 credits left, so about a year. Um, I t- since I like work full time, essentially I take school a little bit slower to I don't even do like full-time credits like most people would. So my like course loads a lot lighter, but I'm doing a lot more stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's all right now. I'm kind of in the stage of all the major classes where you're getting into the accounting and then the financial management and uh, financial planning as well. So just kind of really in the, in the thick of it in terms of course load for that. Yeah. Um, so with those, that major in the uh you said a minor in finance Mm -hmm. um how have those things helped you with your entrepreneurship or your your goal for growing a successful business how has school benefited you so far so i would say where like school has benefited me is really more into the uh like meeting people, uh, that like the neck, the networking aspects of school, I think have actually been more beneficial than like the actual curriculum itself. Um, just like different people that I meet and like see different backgrounds. It's like really cool. And you get to grasp where different people are at in their life. And then you hear different things other people are doing. And, um, you can kind of either decide like, Oh, okay, I want to try that. Or, uh, Oh, that sounds like a little bit outside of my realm or I should look into this more. And that's just kind of like a cool aspect of, of university is that you get people from all different walks of life um, kind of outside of your comfort zone of your hometown and you get to meet all these people and, and see different, you know, outlooks on life, different perspectives. And as a business owner, that's really good because you don't want just like one perspective of uh, of group. You want to know what kind of like all these different people are thinking and what's going to like benefit them the most. So that's where I really see the most benefit from, from going to school was, was all the networking aspect I've been able to get out of it versus really more the curriculum. In the, in the curriculum aspect, I've, I've gotten the, the foundation and the principle, but, but not as much on like, how do you really act on it? And I think that's kind of like where the school system, even in university can, can lack, is that they don't really give you the, the how to act on this information that you now have. Like I've done now two levels of accounting I have all this information on how to do accounting, but I'm not great at accounting. So it's like, we don't have the, the, the follow through plan. And like, where do you go next step? I have all this information up here, but I don't really know how to, to act on it. So. Uh, college is, it's nice in that aspect where you have, you know, 30, 40,000 people at NC State. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, <clears throat> you're kind of overloaded with this knowledge, but, you know, from there's five different, areas of you know business you're taking, mm-hmm. taking gen ed class. you're getting like overloaded with all these different classes and then 
after those four years being thrown out and said, all right, go. And it's like, figure it out. Have fun. Yeah. Now it's time for the do. And it's, you know, it's a whole new ballpark. You give me too much think and no do. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So I I would agree with that statement. It's just definitely an overload of information with not a lot of like support in the, in the do aspect of it for sure. Um, in like almost any major, really, I, I think there's some that obviously are outliers and they do set you up, but a lot of the more general ones, and I would consider consider business admin- administration a very general degree. It's not super focused. Even in even when you go down to finance, like yeah, you get you know money specifics, but you're still kind of vague in in what you know. You know like a little bit about different ways to deal with money and how to track money and do different stuff with money, but you don't really know like what to do with it yeah. unless you've been taught by someone else. Like everything I know about money is from either outside sources, um, like surrounding mentors or like the internet or books or just dealing or going through uh, trial and error with money and learning what not to do with money and what to do with money and how to see a return and how to get it. But I, I never received that from the school system itself, whether it be, the public education system that we grew up in or like my higher education that I got from Wake Tech or NC State. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so if you could go back to your like freshman year self, what is a piece of advice that you would give to your freshman year self knowing all that you do know now? <clears throat> I could go back to my freshman year self at Wake Tech. I would probably tell myself, don't do anything other than for yourself like don't do anything that you're doing to appease somebody or to make somebody else you know feel happy or to like appease uh your parents or your grandparents or whoever it doesn't matter like make sure you're doing whatever it is you're doing for yourself because in the end of the day you're the one who has to live with your life and your decisions and stuff like that so if if you're not really wanting to go to school and you have a reason then you should pursue that reason. Like, obviously, if you're just going to be a bum and sit at home all day, then, okay, you should probably focus on something, whether it be like, you know, going to the military or find a focus. I I think, obviously, it comes down to first having a focus. But if you have a focus and that focus isn't school while you're young, you should definitely pursue that. Because right now, and like, we're still in our early 20s. And if you're a freshman, you're even younger than that right now is the time you should be taking on as much risk as possible because you can, you can bounce back from that a hundred percent. But when you, if you have kids and you're married and you get to that point, it's a lot harder to take on like the risk of starting a business because your expenses are going to be way higher and you have like a family to take care of and, and support and different stuff. And it's not just you anymore. So while you have the opportunity to, for it to just be you focus on yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's, amazing piece of advice i think if you spend your life trying to appease to other people you're gonna die doing that like you're not if you don't learn early that i need to focus on myself and on my own growth you're gonna have a pretty hard life a hundred percent yeah if you spend your whole life trying to make other people happy it's not yourself you'll never be happy so you got to find what makes you happy and then pursue that and that's not yeah that's not to say you know f everybody but, yeah, yeah, definitely, but, not, definitely, but not, yeah. definitely not saying f everybody but yeah definitely like in terms of your life like consider what makes you happy and, and pursue that uh, 
not because somebody told you you have to get a four-year degree yeah get a four-year degree right like if that's not what you desire to do don't don't put yourself through four years of misery but make sure it makes sense no yeah for sure um so let's kind of switch gears over to the entrepreneurial side of things um how many businesses have you been a part of run been intertwined with so far um in terms of ones that i've like you know started or been directly in the process of starting probably like three i would say and then in terms of being in part of like smaller businesses getting into like the five category probably that's what i would say so a good few but not a whole lot and out of these three to five, which has been your favorite so far? Um, honestly, like I think about it, I like reminisce on it a lot. But like the first business I ever started just doing um, landscaping in high school, because it was like my first taste of what like business was like. And I got to all the way to the point where I was like hiring people at 16 years old. So that was just like a surreal feeling being that young and like having people willing to work with me. And, um, and I, that's where I got my first taste of like how to manage, like I have a project that needs to get done. Let's just say it's, you know, um, laying down sod on a property. So like, I got to learn how to manage these guys to make sure it's the most time efficient where I make the most money, but it gets done in an efficient way and it's done right. So the customer's happy or if it's you know laying down mulch or pine straw, planting flowers, um, you know, cutting grass, even just learning the most efficient way and playing to other people's strengths and then being an effective leader and not teaching in fear, but teaching so they can learn and grow and get new skills. Like, even if it's as simple as how do you trim this bush? Like you still learn how to still a skill. Like you, you learn about, I got to teach people our age at the time, like about equipment and equipment maintenance. And that was just cool. Just like getting, I've always enjoyed just not like controlling, giving uh, advice, but like just kind of, I know some stuff and sharing what I know and people, other people know stuff and they share with me and I take it in. It's just like, it's all, it's just cool to be in a, a sharing world of knowledge and people getting different knowledge and I get different knowledge. That's what I liked about it. So that, that'd probably be my favorite. Yeah. Um, that's. I wish I stuck with it. Honestly, that's probably my biggest regret. Yeah, I mean it's pretty big to be doing it. Sixteen and having employees when you're still in high school—that's a pretty notable thing to do. Yeah. Um, would you say that your landscaping company was that was that the most successful you think that you've had so far? Or is that just something you would say was the most uh, notable? I don't think it was the most successful in terms. If you want to talk about like dollar figure, um, just because it's, I wasn't like really good at tracking money, like. At that age, I hadn't figured the like the finance aspect of business down. I knew how to get jobs and like do it and collect, but I wasn't really good at tracking at the time. So I really don't even know how much I like was making. So it's kind of hard to say like how successful it was, but I know it was successful enough for me to get paid and other people to get paid. And I was buying um, new equipment whenever I needed it. So definitely good, but I don't. I wouldn't say it was the most successful. It had, definitely had its faults, but I definitely could have manicured it if i like continued going to being something pretty big gotcha so if that one wasn't like the most successful 
you're saying that one wasn't like the most financially successful, but as far as for yourself and growing your knowledge of how to run a business, you're saying that one's definitely the most successful. Uh, it was definitely the most like uh, <clears throat> in terms of like foundational of business. It, it's what like started my foundation. So it's the, it's the most important one to me because you know, it was the first one and it wasn't a failure. Yeah. So definitely. I mean, obviously, even if it was a failure, it would it would be looked upon as a as a growth opportunity. But it was definitely like the foundation blocks of how I would run businesses in the future, or you know, or at least how to manage people. It got me to where I was getting better at managing folks. That was good. Yeah. Awesome. Um. So, which one of these? What, little businesses would you say has uh taught you the most valuable lesson so far mm. okay so <laughs> one of the most valuable lessons i've learned is to um definitely i don't think you should ever over plan but planning is definitely uh, a good aspect and then like knowing your market really well so like for example i uh w- one of the things we were trying to do was start up a like an, an online retail store where we were selling a product and the the product that we were looking at was kind of piggybacking not piggybacking off somebody else's product but just like seeing this product was really hot in a uh, like a certain subset of group and we we're just trying to jump in quickly but we really didn't do a lot of research or a lot of you know planning as to what it was we just kind of jumped in on it and you know invested about six grand and then saw and no return so like you just basically just took a six grand l and um through advertisement and and product purchase and um and just like obviously sold some but not enough to sustain it for it to continue to make sense so it was that was one of those like experiences where you're like okay so before i jump in with this kind of this much money on something that's this unknown definitely need to do like a little bit more research product research um kind of getting into like what the market's going to be like who's actually buying this kind of thing and like how big is that pool actually and is this just a hot like really quick big ticket item that we're we're maybe already too late on that like is a like a fad Mm -hmm. those are all questions that we didn't really ask ourselves and just kind of got into you know uh it and then just lost money so pretty cool. It's, it's kind of like throwing money into a stock. It's kind of like top ticking where everybody's right. kind of bought into it and you kind of get into it at the last minute. And that's definitely get into it too late and it drops. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm trying to start dipping my toes into the, uh, the stock market a little bit and sucks to say that I've done it a few times where you're like, Oh, this one's mm-hmm. blowing up. Like I, let me get in it. And you think you're mm-hmm. in it and it's like, boop, boop, and just goes yeah. the complete so. opposite direction. Cool. So, Sweet. But you learn a lesson, so you know. There's a saying: buy the, is it buy the, buy the rumors, sell the uh, news. Buy the rumors, sell the news is the saying. Yeah, when you're hearing about it, it's already too late, basically. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's a um, good, a good thought. So that being said, how would you say that that has changed how you work in a company? That that lesson um like work for somebody or like you just mean like in general just in general um in general i think i'm a little bit more methodical in my planning like i've always been a really like i've never been afraid to risk money because i just know i can make it back for whatever it is whether it's like side hustles or 
just normal W-2 employee stuff. So I've never been afraid to just kind of like, okay, I'm going to risk some money out there. But now I'm just like a little bit more calculated with my risks in terms of just, instead of just blindly throwing money at something that might work, might not work, where like at, at that point it would have been a 100% gamble um, trying to do something that is uh, a little bit more, you know, calculated and, and makes sense and has a better shot, like giving something the best shot it can have versus just kind of blindly throwing at it and just praying. Because that's not a way to run a business or, or even try to start a company just blindly off hope with no knowledge whatsoever. So yeah. Definitely get, get a little bit of knowledge helps a little bit. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> they, do be, they do be saying that. They do be saying that. Uh, so what would you say is the biggest challenge you are currently facing and how are you overcoming it? Well, currently I'm dark. Uh, <laughs> a, flashlight. A flashlight. Um, currently base, uh, biggest challenge is my time. I would say right now my time is the most valuable thing to me and I like have none of it between like right now I work 50 hours a week for a company and then I've got um school that i worry about doing like nine credit hours a semester there so that's that takes up a good bit of time and then all my other side ventures that i'm trying to turn into businesses you know take up a lot of time and then i'm also engaged so that's all that's the whole thing awesome yeah, so that, and that's just as important so basically right now my biggest challenge is like trying to balance everything i'm doing and make sure i like sleep and eat and stuff so yeah with all that, it's very difficult. I mean, time's the one thing that money can't buy. So, you know, a lot of people are saying in the end, that's the one thing I wish they had more of is time. Right. So definitely. Um, so kind of bouncing off that question I asked you earlier about the advice that you would give to your freshman self, what's a piece of advice that you would give to somebody starting their own business, maybe their first business or coming off of a failure? What's a piece of advice? that you know that you would offer to somebody else i would definitely say like like go for it like even if you just came off a failure and you're kind of hung low just try again like just keep you know being human you just keep persevering until you succeed i think that's the biggest thing is not to get hung up on the you know like the, the mundane aura of life and just do what everybody else is doing you got to break that mold and, and try different stuff so like definitely just going and getting it in terms of going, getting it, meaning just, you know, give it a shot, even just do the research, do the, do the practice, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, you know, if you, if you don't know anything about power washing, don't just start a power washing company. Yeah. So like you can easily, you know, learn that stuff, like watch some YouTube videos or some techniques. What are the things you need to know about that equipment? You know, what are the prices going to be? What are, what are home, uh, like what, what's the average home quote to do a house wash? Those are all things you can learn very quickly. Like you could spend maybe five to 10 hours of research and get everything you need to know to start a company like that. And then just go do door to door, door to door, door to door, door to door. So you get some sales. And then when you get enough money, you can upgrade your equipment. You can start doing advertisements on Facebook or next door. Like, so there's just, it's just steps, but the, the first key step is just starting. And if you second guess yourself and you think oh, I can't 
can't do it because I have this and this. There's always a reason. You can find as many reasons as possible on why you shouldn't do something, but it's like that one reason why you should. And it's all talking about that thing we were just talking about, which is time, because eventually you'll be able to get your time back if you're if you're able to kind of keep going and keep going and grow with that. Yeah, definitely know your business and know your market. I mean, those are the two biggest things when starting your own company. And if you don't know one or the other, then you kind of throwing yourself out into open water, and uh, it's never good. <laughs> um, going oh, yeah. back, <laughs> yeah. so going back to yourself, where would you like to see yourself in ten years from now? Ten years from now, I would hope that I have like at least a successful business i think right now like i actually really want to start like a not even start but just like continue growing a service-based business and whether it's like home service or you know some kind of service-based business because those are like really slept on they're really easy to start and they're really easy to grow because it's it's easy to see that someone needs it like if someone's gutters are full of crap hey you need a gutter cleaner let me do that for you for x amount of dollars and they're like okay sure so it's just it's a lot easier than selling like a product online you don't have to do the advertisement the same way but i'd love to have you know a company where i have several fleet trucks and employees and and doing stuff like that but also have an online business as well because the future is online so i'd like to be at that point and um yeah for 10 years from now in a business point of view that's where i'd like to be just kind of growing and and moving along and still still have that hustle in me to to keep um achieving new things for me and my family and anyone else nice so it's kind of going back to like that that first landscaping business that really kind of paved the path for yeah. you and said okay this is all, like this is what i want to do this is i love building my business i love doing a service mm-hmm. for people and i think that really engraved who you are and i think it's a awesome thing to do i think it'll it'll take you yeah. to good places yeah it really uh-huh. just showed me that you can like just find money anywhere like yeah like it's just and it also showed like you don't even really have to be passionate about what you start it's like you build your passion over time like i wouldn't say i love landscaping it's not like my thing but i'm passionate about like the end result of it and then like the the process i really enjoy and then all the the outskirts of it that make it a whole thing so it's you just find something that you you build a craft at and you build your passion and if you still like hate it then okay you probably shouldn't do it but but you kind of build your passion over time like me and you both in the car industry like i've always loved cars but i've never i haven't always loved working on cars (laughs) i mean i built a passion over time to like you know get to that point so yeah definitely i mean like you said we're both in the cars and that's kind of where i'm starting to want to take my life is where i have this whole car thing that i've done for the past five years and i love cars but you know you can only work on cars so much before you're like oh i've had enough and so i kind of started this podcast to because i've never been a great social person i've never been a great speaker or going out and putting myself out there. I've never been good on camera. I've never, I've hate listing myself on audio. So I thought the best thing to do is combine both of those things and you hate and just make and, it one and yeah. force myself to do it. So that, I mean, that's the only way I'm going to get better right? by doing it. And I mean, yeah, I might get super nervous when I click the record button and start going, but mm-hmm. once you get in it, it's just like anything else, just like riding a bike, you, you, you know, 
the the hardest parts getting up and going and then the rest of it's easy breezy so right i think you can relate a lot of that to business and life itself and if you're not in a position where you're constantly challenging yourself then what are you doing you know yeah right so you got to be constantly just trying to break that comfort zone and otherwise you're just going to get stagnant and you know getting that like mundane routine you got to be trying you know new stuff challenging yourself just like you said and and like keep pushing new boundaries and seeing what what's gonna what works what doesn't all that stuff and yeah. for sure i know you're you're a little bit entrepreneurial yourself so i know what, what so this is kind of what you're cracking at right now and you got any other things on the uh on the horizon related to cars or just kind of figuring that out right now uh yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of in a not a period of limbo but kind of in a a, a time of figuring out kind of what direction I want to go because yeah I love cars and I do like working on them but I don't see myself as just like you probably see yourself I don't we don't see each other as nine to five guys I don't want to see myself right. 10 years on the road I don't want that that future just for me to be punching in and punching out I want it to be organizing owning managing doing things of that nature and uh so as far as businesses this is kind of what I've got going. I, I really want to stick to this and see where it takes me because I think, you know, there's two things that I really kind of kick myself on. One is my memorization. I, and I've picked up reading books and taking my phone out of my, getting off TikTok, getting off Instagram, putting that to the side and all that time that I spend doing those things. I'm trying to spend reading books and reading articles and not just staying away from the the cancer that is social media because really it's, right. it's just a time waster it, it's built yeah, to it's kind of suck you in and mm-hmm. keep you there and i think a, a lot of that memory issue comes from just five second video slide five second video slide and i'm just mindlessly scrolling and so i think doing things where i have to you know interview somebody and challenge my brain with these questions and how to link questions together mm-hmm. and then all at the same time speak in front of a camera and ultimately in front of an audience that's not present you know is one of the main things that'll help me grow so that cognitive thinking skills and bringing them out yeah shine yeah so there's only you know working with my hands on a car is one thing but exercising my brain is a you know you do that when you work on cars but this is just a kind of different thing so oh yeah definitely you can mindlessly work on cars i've definitely done (laughs) Ends up, You're like, oh, I don't know where that bolt goes. <laughs> you end up having a few extra nuts and bolts lying around. Oh, no, you just did it more efficiently than the engineers thought they could. Yeah, that's it's, right. It still goes back together, I swear. Yeah, that's right. It's weird. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Well, after all that being said, I've got the one final question that tends to be a little bit of a, a stump sometimes, but I think it's it's an it's a good question to I don't know if devolve is the right word but kind of to go back into yourself and say where do i come from what makes me who i am and the question being what makes you a pretty good person dude um makes me a pretty good person uh i would say that one of the things that makes me a pretty good person is that i always try to be very approachable um whether it be like just i never try to carry a a slung sad face or angry kind of face just 
I want to be that kind of approachable person that anyone can kind of come up to and talk about something. And I can just either, if they need someone to just listen and just be a listener and say nothing and just take in that information um, and just absorb it and just be there for them. Or if they need someone to help kind of, you know, conflict resolution in terms of what they have going on, I want to be that person. And I've always tried to be that person for at least all my friends and um, if someone I get into a random conversation with decides to open up to me, I definitely don't want to shut them down. So I try to keep that open kind of outlook to everybody that, that wants it at least. Yeah. I'd say that. Definitely. And I think everybody that I know and that, you know, uh, all kind of have that same feeling towards you where it's just like, you know, you're so personable. Anybody who knows Zach knows that you're, one if if somebody needs a hand they call you you're there i mean you're always willing to lend a hand and uh it's kind of hard to find nowadays where people are you know they're so tied to doing something else or not being willing to to lend a hand out and if there's one person in this world that can do it it's zach Duguid. and uh, as far as you know having questions that need answers 90% 90% of the time you're willing you, you've got the answer you've you got the the willingness to help whether you know the answer or not and uh yeah can't say enough good things about you Zach you've got a, a, a crazy head on your shoulders and you got something going on <laughs> yeah and uh I mean yeah you, you're definitely gonna That'd go far I appreciate that bud I know you. I know you're gonna. This thing is really cool. When I heard you were starting a podcast, I was like, "Wow, that's that's me." I always talked about like wanting to do something like that, but I never, I never took that initiative to actually do it. And so, kudos to you for actually just starting it and like getting into it because that's the hardest part. Like anything, anytime I've ever talked to anybody about like anything, starting is the hardest part. They talk about. I've got you know friends. They're always like, "Oh, I want to invest. I want to invest. I want to invest." I'm like, "Okay, it's really easy. All you got to do is put aside three hundred dollars, and you can start a Roth IRA and do this." They're like, "Ah, three hundred dollars." It's like, like, yeah, it's it's just like it's just that initial start that hurts the most. But like once you get into that stuff, it just just kind of goes and goes and goes, and it it makes more sense over time. And I know you're gonna figure it out. I'm sure you have like a really strong guest list you've already put together, and I'm sure it'll grow with more and more people as this evolves and i can't wait to see what like what it does over time and looking forward to that hopefully yeah. i'll get to return as a guest <laughs> yeah uh and maybe i've maybe i've achieved some of the stuff i've talked about or, or some new hurdles yeah <laughs> I, I, I do i really appreciate that and uh yeah i definitely want to have you back on i kind of want to one of the things i want to do with this podcast is a year from now after like i'd like to have guests back on sometime around a year after I initially interview them and then so mm-hmm. on and so forth, just to kind of see where they were at that time and then see how much they've grown in a year, because a lot can happen in a year. And uh, I think it would be pretty cool okay. to track that, that progress through a podcast and see how people grow. hundred percent. It'd be just cool to look back on it in general, just like as a time-lapse kind of thing of where you were mentally in your head and see how you change and hope you keep that same kind of spirit that you have with you. Yeah that's definitely that's that like that's the whole goal of the podcast is to to find people like yourself who are very ambitious and willing to take that risk and go out and try to make that positive change and 
my goal is to find those people and interview them and give them a voice on a media platform that uh, they can hopefully use to their advantage. And um, in turn, I get to have great conversations with these people. So it means just as much to me as it hopefully would mean to the people I interview. Definitely. Cool, Zach. Where, uh, so where can everybody find you plug like your social media, your business information, your business, social media, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, basically you can find me on Instagram at, uh, what is it? Zach underscore do good. And, uh, just a link right there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in there somewhere. <laughs> That's like the main one. I and mean, you can kind of find everything else from that. Um, but, uh, who knows what I'm doing at whatever time that they might see this but the one thing i would leave i guess your audience kind of like reiterating just go after find definitely if you're in the nine to five and you're trying to break it start by getting a side hustle and just finding a way to make it make sense and kind of build that money up over time one of the craziest ones that i found was like flipping couches like literally just going and buying couches that were underpriced on Facebook marketplace, taking them, cleaning them and, or even not cleaning them sometimes and just taking better pictures and um, having a better detailed description and reposting at market value and making like a, a salary income off that, or, or just like, you know, cutting your expenses out. Like I, right now I just use it to pay for rent essentially. And uh, so just go out there and find something you can do to go out there and make a little bit of money. And turn it into a business or turn it into freedom that allows you to either start a business or, or try something different. It doesn't have to be something you stick with forever, but something that allows you to have freedom. Yeah, definitely. That. I think, I think that's where, I mean, every, I would like to think that everybody has that mindset where they want to, uh, they want to be financially free, but a lot of people struggle, like you said, with taking that first step and, uh, a little trick that I read that kind of helped me with this podcast is the 70% rule. So most people kind of build themselves up, build themselves. Up. I got to make it perfect. And I, I'm kind of a sucker for that in the automotive world. Like, mm-hmm. I gotta do this, mm-hmm. gotta do that. And mm-hmm. you just got to be 70% sure. And then take the jump and let the 30% figure itself out. Because if, if you spend your life trying to get to the hundred percent, then you're never be like a there. dog chasing your tail. So well, cool, that's Zach. A, that's, a good, that's a good quote. I have to remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I really, really, really do appreciate you coming on. I know you got cicadas probably crawling up your back right now. Yeah, <laughs> but I really uh, appreciate you <laughs> taking time out of your day or night and uh, hopping on this podcast with me being the, uh, the third guest that I've, I've been the pleasure of being able to have. And uh, it does mean a lot to me. And I uh, look forward to hearing from you or coming back to visit. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me out here in uh, the California time zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little darker over here. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah, your eyes could steal the same.